This is the Adoptive Mom Podcast. Adoption may look different for each family, but we need solidarity from other crazy people who took this leap. And that is what we do here. We encourage, we build up, we share the wins and losses. We lean on each other and we get through this together. Thanks for joining us. You guys, welcome to the very first episode of season seven of the Adoptive Mom Podcast. I always get so sentimental at the start of the odd seasons because they mark another birthday for this little show. Um, I launched my very first episode of AMP three years ago, and I have loved every second of getting to share stories and topics from all across the adoption spectrum. And this season, for the very first time, I'm shaking things up. So this season, we are devoting all 15 episodes to one of my favorite things in the whole world, the Enneagram. Now listen, I am fully aware that this may not be everyone's thing. Not everyone likes to see the world this seemingly organized and cut and dry, because I assure you, it's not. What I absolutely love about the Enneagram is how expansive it actually is and how much it accounts for differences of personalities and learned behavior and everything else that fits in that nature category. But at our core, we are born with one of nine different ways of seeing the world. And the Enneagram takes those nine different ways and helps us to understand and relate to each other and ourselves better. And I'm all about anything that brings us as adoptive mamas closer together. So let's do this, y'all. While all of these episodes are going to differ a bit from the normal format you're used to hearing here at the Adoptive Mom Podcast, this first episode is going to be different from even those. So during the first part, you'll hear an interview with my friend and partner, Whitney Charles. We were supposed to be launching something very exciting this season, but... COVID had other plans. So we are going to talk a bit about that and tease what to expect in the future. And then for the second half of the episode, I will roll through a brief explanation of the Enneagram, the nine types, and how you can determine your own if you haven't already as we go into the season. Before we jump in, though, I want to tell you guys about another way that you can dive in and get connected with me and the show this season. And the first is by joining Team AMP over on Patreon. These Monday shows are always free for you guys to listen and enjoy, but for five or seven dollars a month, you get bonus goodies like hearing the episode a week early, um, a resource guide for each episode, fun bonus interviews with each and every guest, and access to the premium Patreon show with me and my amazingly brilliant mama, America's Mom. You can find more info and sign up over at patreon.com slash the adoptive mom today. And that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the adoptive mom. This week only to kick off the new season. If you join us at Team AMP, I will put you in a drawing for an AMP prize pack, including a t-shirt, stickers, books, and more. And I'll do the drawing on Sunday night. So go sign up now. Okay, guys, let's get right to my mini interview with Whitney Charles. Okay, Whitney, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you on. How's it going? Well, first week of school, hooray. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been an interesting week, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah, it's it's just been like a continuation of 2020 craziness, I feel like. Um, And then every, I don't know, just, yeah, back to school. We haven't started school yet, so I'm just listening and watching all my friends be like brain dead. And so, yeah, sorry about that. But 
Uh, I'm very excited to have you on the show. You're looking all tan because you just got back to the, from the beach. I'm very, very jealous. Um, but now you're back in school with the rest of the world. So, um, and yeah, now you're on the Adoptive Mom podcast, kicking off season seven. I'm so excited. Uh, so just so you guys know, this episode was supposed to look a little bit different because we were supposed to be launching something very fun right now. And because of COVID, we are not. So um, before we get to that, though, just tell us a little bit about you, Miss Whitney Charles. Yeah, girl. Um, my name is Whitney Charles. Like she said, I am married to Andy. We've been married for about 12 years and actually met at a camp in, um, when we were in college that we now work full time for Camp War Eagle in Northwest Arkansas. And we have two adopted kiddos. Zion is our oldest and he's nine and Zadie is our youngest and she is six. Awesome. And you, they were adopted separately, right? Um, but they, uh, in different ways, right? Cause wasn't one private Correct. and one was okay. Yeah. Yes. Tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah. We adopted Zion through a lawyer actually when we lived in South Carolina So we adopted him through private agency and then Zadie, we adopted through foster care. She was 18 months at the time. Gotcha. Yes. You guys are just like the cutest little family. Ooh, we may look cute, but we have (laughs) our issues like everybody else. Sure. Uh, I just love hearing stories about Zadie, your daughter, because we've decided that my daughter Jane and your daughter Zadie are like the same person. They're just like full of life and I don't know, endless energy, right? Yes. Well, we actually, her name Zadie, that was not her name that was given to her, but we have picked names for our kids that just kind of speak who we feel like they are. And so Zadie, when we were looking up names, I didn't think I'd have two Z names, but that happened. So (laughs) when we were looking up names, I just wanted a name that meant her personality, you know, and so her name actually means delight and joy. And so that is very much her. She is the most delightful, joyful, just happy-go-lucky rainbows and butterflies and doesn't know what's going on half the time. Uh, yeah, that sounds very familiar. Um, I love it. Okay. So what we were supposed to be launching, we're going to get to that in a second, but I want to talk. So this is obviously the Enneagram season. And I think that you and I share a passion, which is, um, something we discovered right off the bat that we were both so passionate about community and about connecting adoptive moms together and, um, kind of just being on this journey together as a community. And, um, And that's the biggest thing that I love about the Enneagram is that it allows us to better understand each other and to understand, you know, each other's motivations and where we're coming from. And, um, I don't know just why, why we do the things we do and have more compassion and it helps us with our adopted children too, which we'll get to later in the season. But first, like, let's just kind of let an, lay an overview. You and I, so you're a seven, right? And that is on the map, like the opposite of me, how as a one, but we go to each other actually. So you go to me in stress and I go to you in security. And it's been kind of interesting, you know, you and I working together and seeing some of those, uh, I don't know, just some of those nuances through the lens of the Enneagram. Uh, what, what has been your journey with the Enneagram? 
Yeah, so I work with a bunch of college kids, go uh, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, <laughs> and youths. they, I guess, the youths, and they kept talking about all the time, what's your number, my number, this number, and I was just like, what is a number? As my husband would say, he's like, I'm a three when I go and eat at a Thai restaurant, is that my number? Like, no. That's um, such a dad joke, oh my gosh. I know, right? And so really it was my job that kind of started the research of, okay, if I'm going to be around college kids and they're always talking about it, I should probably know what they're talking about. And so a couple of people are like, I think you're this number. And I actually went to my pastor's wife and asked her, do you know what this Enneagram thing is? And she was very knowledgeable in it. And so she started asking me a bunch of questions about it and actually was the one that said, no, you are not that number that people think that you are. And so I just started researching it more and she didn't ever tell me a number. She just said, go research it. And then when you figure it out for yourself, then come back to me and I'll tell you, I thought the same thing. Mm. And So I like that because, you know, in the Enneagram, when I don't like when people say they think they know what your number is when you only know who you are. Right. So I am a seven and um, I think I was even more of a seven in college because part of being a seven is kind of being the life of the party. I think as I've gotten older and my children make me not as much as life of the party anymore (laughs) because I'm always tired. Um, So yeah, I would say that's a little bit of my journey is just being around college students, wanting to know more about what it is and researching it for myself. Yeah. Well, and for a callback, you're talking about Missy Worley, correct? Yes, I am. Missy Worley, what, what? Adoptive mom podcast, kinship adoption expert. Um, yes. But then, yeah, so you're not supposed to type each other, which I've totally been guilty about before. I knew that you're not supposed to do that. Um, but I'm very curious. What did people think you were? Well, what do you think? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what stereotypically people might have thought you were. Um, maybe a one? No, actually an eight. I can kind of have a little bit of a dominant personality and kind of stand firm on a lot of uh, what I believe sometimes. And well, that's so your sometimes wing, right? I, yes, it is my, one of my wings. So um, I kind of went back and forth with a seven and an eight. Gotcha. But landed gotcha. on seven. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was going to say, don't get her started on racial issues, but actually do get her started on racial issues because she can, she can light some fire. Um, you can access that eight girl. Uh, what, okay. But that is so, that's so fascinating. And I love that she was like, you go research it for yourself. Cause that's exactly what we're talking about. And in a little bit, I'm going to be teeing up the Enneagram and talking about how you can find out your number if you don't know it already. Um, and I think that, I don't know. It's just really interesting to watch other people's journeys with the Enneagram and watch them come to love it and know it. Um, So maybe let's talk about what we were supposed to be launching uh, right now. And then we are still going to be soon, but not now. So yes. Yeah. Well, um, probably 
a few years ago, I, we moved from South Carolina a few years ago. That was like nine years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago, something like that. Um, and when I got here, I just look, kind of was just looking around for some groups that I could be a part of at the time Zion was um, almost two and just realizing that I, there weren't a lot of people that were like me in my area. And I really wanted to start something, a, really just a group of moms that have gone through the same circumstances that I have, because a lot of times I don't have bio kids. And so sometimes for me, that was hard because I, as a new mom, I was just wondering, okay, is this uh, a trauma-related thing, or is this just a two-year-old being a two-year-old? And I really struggled in that. And so I started praying that the Lord would just give me some friends that I could really go to with just my hurts and hangups and habits and with my kiddo and um, tried to start a couple of groups. And it just was not what I wanted it to be. It just seemed very heavy and it seemed very negative. And, you know, being an adoptive mom is hard and being a mom in general is really hard. And so I wanted to be around something that was more positive and more uplifting where we could come to each other and say like, yes, this was a hard week because X, Y, Z, but at the end, bring it back to a positive of, but here's the good that did come of it, or here's the good that has come from the week. And I mean, as weird as it sounds, but just through kind of crazy circumstances, I think um, you kind of knowing a lot of the same people I know and vice versa, um, you invited me to coffee and I kind of said, here's this idea I had and you were like, awesome. Um, and kind of we're thinking the same thing. And I remember at the coffee shop, you saying, well, here's this idea I have. Would you want to pray about it? And I was like, no, I've been praying about this for eight years. So <laughs> you are my God answered prayer. And so it was really just, um, a collaboration of kind of what the Lord's been putting on my heart and kind of your direction of what you wanted this podcast to go. And so with that, we are launching the adoptive mom podcast, um, mom groups. We don't necessarily have a name quite yet for it. We welcome think. suggestions. <laughs> yes. Um, but basically it's just a place where we can come together, uh, and talk about the week or the month and what was really hard, but always leaving the group feeling uplifted and supported and like what we're doing means something. Yes. And I think that that's like, first of all, that's the epitome of you being a seven, which I love is that you guys can reframe situations in real time. So you can always see the positive spin on things, which I just love about you and about sevens. And so I think that that was such a necessary piece to the puzzle. Um, but it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about so far is just we both of us have such a passion about women connecting with other women like that you can see and touch and sit next to. Um, and not, you know, I think the podcast is obviously, I think it's great. Um, so it reaches lots of different people, but we don't know each other. And so our vision was to 
be able to start these groups that could have like chapters or different, you know, different satellites. I don't know what you want to call them, but in each area so they could meet in person and become friends and connect with each other. And then your biggest piece of that puzzle was saying like, Hey, the mood that we want is positivity, not, not just like a cry fest or negative or whatever. And I think that that was such an important, um, I don't know, just factor into our vision for these groups. So we're very excited. We were, like I said, supposed to launch them right now. And uh, now we're going to be aiming for 2021. Um, We'll see what COVID does. But I don't know. I'm just really, really excited about all of that. I'm excited to be partnering with you. I think that we, I mean, according to the Enneagram, we balance each other very well, right? (laughs) Yes, because it is true. When you get stressed you get very seven ish in the fact of like scattered distracted and I go back to the one which I'm like pulling you in going okay let's let's put this in a plan let's get organized let's you know think about those things but yeah I'm really excited too because you know for me I have I don't have bio kids like I've said and I also have two black children and so it is very important to me that my kids also are around other black mm-hmm. children and even also adopted kids um, because I, they, our family already looks so different that I also want them to be around other families that look like you know, our family. And so we've already kind of started our group um, as kind of the pilot for this. And it's been really neat to be able to have conversations with other moms that look like my family, um, get our kids together um, as well. So that's another aspect that, you know, we would love for friendships to come out of this that also their kids can have friends from it as well. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's been really fun to build our local group. And that's something we want to continue um, kind of testing different things on, um, on our people who are amazing and we love them. Um, okay. So I have changed the closing questions to be all about the Enneagram. So are you ready to answer some of those? (laughs) Last time you asked me questions, I thought about them for like a week because I was like, I would have changed my answer if I wasn't on the spot. So this will be interesting. You're going to have me thinking all week. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. So just using stereotypes, what is the most seven thing about you? Oh my gosh. I am so scattered and distracted. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So we just moved in the midst of all this craziness. And we also were quarantined for our job out at camp for three months. We live a, yeah. yeah. Um, like did not leave camp for eight weeks, people. Um, and as a seven, that was very hard (laughs) to not be around anyone else. Um, But so we moved back from camp into this house. We're trying to start school and my husband kept coming in. We're trying to also remodel our house. Y'all, I was all over this house. I started like seven projects and finally he came and like put his hands on my face and was like, okay, I'm going to give you one job at a time and you're not allowed to move on to another job until that one is complete. And he would (laughs) snap his fingers and go, okay, go. And I would get sidetracked again. And he would come back 
hold me still and say, you didn't finish the first project. And I was like, I'm just all over the place. I'm sorry. This is just my seven in me. I'm all over the place, scattered and distracted. It's so, so funny though, because I do that too. Like whenever I'm just, I'm just so frazzled. Like if there's a million things that need to be done, I, I have such a hard time being like this one thing. I have to make a well, list. And we had, I know, and we had to get new things. So I was kept getting into all the new things, but we needed to get the old things like moved out and projects done before I could start unwrapping all the new things. And it just was, <laughs> Hey, we got it done or at least the beginning stages of our home remodels and whatnot. So this small section of your house that I can see is very cute. So thank you. Except <laughs> you like my picture frames without pictures in them. <laughs> those are, those kind of have a glare on them. So I can just see the one with you oh. and Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> I have that too, though. Uh, I think I hit it for this interview, but I have one too that I keep meaning to print a picture for and have not. Okay. <clears throat> what are your favorite and least favorite thing about being a seven? Uh, my favorite thing is probably I really long for adventure. Um, so that's probably my favorite thing because my husband is more of a homebody and I feel like that's where we really balance each other because I seek adventure. So I'm always, I mean, I have a bucket list. I got, when we go places, I like to be spontaneous, but at the same time, it's like, Ooh, here's all the adventurous things that we can do while we're there and we got to get it all in. And so for us, it just brings just kind of craziness, more craziness to our life. So I love that. But then the downside of it is I feel like we always have to go, go, go and do, do, do. And um, it's just not, that's not a healthy place either for us. And so, yeah, it's a good thing and a not so good thing. I like it. It's like two sides of it, like your favorite thing and your least favorite thing. Yep. Um, okay. What do you wish that every seven mom knew about her number going into adoption? Oh gosh. What every seven mom knew about going into an adoption. Well, part of a seven is you don't want to feel being left out Mm -hmm. and with adoption comes trauma And so sometimes that means you are going to be left out because you don't always know how your kiddos are going to handle situations and stress and anxiety and fear. And, um, that was really hard for me to, because I still was in that go, 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 we got to do, do, do. And, um, I even actually was having a conversation with my mom about this last night of we're just on the struggle bus with one of our kiddos right now because it's he struggles with you know like anxiety and so it's just I still want to well let's go and do and see our friends and can't do that my kid can't physically and emotionally do those things and so mm. um and so I think sometimes we have to stop the the FOMO and, um, and do what's best for your kid. And sometimes that means you are going to have to say no to things that you really want to be a part of. Wow. That's like, that's such a good answer. I have never thought about that. Um, 
That's really interesting. So kind of like on the other side of adoption, what's your biggest piece of advice or encouragement for Enneagram 7 adoptive moms, like on the other side of adoption, who are on the struggle bus? (laughs) I still am. So (laughs) Um, I think what's really been a really sweet thing for our family, especially during this this quarantine time. And I have no idea if my kids will remember any of this, but um, part of that, like missing out, you know, um, is also something though that you can bring within your family. And I think this has been a really sweet time for us because I've been able to really use my creativity juices of, okay, it's just us. So what can we do to be adventurous and fun? And I feel like I've been able to do a lot of just really fun, sweet moments um, with my family. And so it's just like using that, but within what your family dynamics are, are already. And I don't know, like one of those things, obviously birthdays, how I'm a big birthday person celebrating birthday palooza, you know, it's usually like a whole week or sometimes a month of things. And so it's just, we've had a birthday. And so it's like, okay, how can we make that birthday fun? And so, you know, we got a pinata set out in our front yard and did a pinata. We've set up a movie theater where they were, I gave them each a ticket to watch a movie. They came in, I had a whole concession stand set up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And like we had a whole movie theater set up with palette, you know, big tents and pallets and kind of did like a movie outside, but inside at a theater. And so it's just bringing those memories alive within your family that you wouldn't normally be able to do right now. I love that. And that, that reminds me, you were actually like doing one of those things, you know, you couldn't go out and see people, but you uh, were on the local news because- oh, I forgot about that. Because of an adventure you created. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, part of just this time um, a few months ago when this first started, it was just, okay, how can I use my creativity during this time? But I can't be around people. And especially I'm really close to my grandma. And so what's something I wish I could do for her right now, but I can't. And so with Mike and I wanted to do something with my kids because I wanted them to see like, hey, this is an a need that we need to figure out for our community. And so I called our sweet local Sam's here in Walmart country and asked if they had flowers that they'd be willing to donate. And we went around, we had a, at the house that we used to live in, had a um, kind of like an elderly um, place. And so my kids went and just put flowers on their doorsteps and we ended up getting almost God, 150 bundles of flowers and it, they kept calling us and we just kept delivering them. We took some to some foster families. We took some to just some of our neighbors. We took some to our friends so that they could kind of spread the love and the joy. And so, yeah, that was I love fun. it. Yeah. Look at you inspiring us for adventure. So seven moms go follow Whitney for sure, because she's so fun. Um, where can they follow you? Yeah. So on, here's my fun seven Instagram name. (laughs) Y'all ready? It's now watch me Whitney. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. 
Yeah. And then my Facebook is just my name, Whitney Charles. <laughs> yes. So you guys can go and see adorable pictures of her and her kids. And Whitney and I are about to go have a really fun conversation over on Patreon. So if you want to be included in that, head to patreon.com slash the adoptive mom. But until then, go give her a follow and stay tuned for my intro of the Enneagram. Thanks, Whitney. Okay, guys, I hope you really enjoyed my conversation with Whitney, and I hope you stay tuned to be in the know on all that we are doing in the future with adoptive mom groups. Before I let you go, as promised, I want to give a quick tee up for the season ahead and how you can be better acquainted with the Enneagram. And if you're wondering why, as an adoptive mom or dad or support system or adoptee or whatever category you fall into, why an Enneagram season is even happening on an adoption podcast, stay tuned. I will explain all of that too. So first of all, let's talk about what the Enneagram even is. Simply put, it is nine different ways of seeing the world. So we're all born with genetic traits that determine our innermost motivations for behavior, not behavior itself. That part is learned, whereas our number or type we are born with. The types could be given any naming system. And in fact, next week we will talk about animal names for the types, but Numbers are easier to remember and understand, so that is what is commonly used for typing. Contrary to skeptical belief, it is not demonic or pagan. The Enneagram dates back to ancient times, and it has roots in every major world religion. It has no spiritual ties and asks nothing of its students. It is simply factual. Your number cannot change, and others do not get to determine it for you, as much as we may want to. It's determined by self-knowledge only. There's no number better or worse than the others, so when you really study the Enneagram, you will see that one is not more fun or desirable or easier or anything like that. Each number comes with its own sets of challenges and blessings. On either side of your number are two other numbers that are called your wings. Most people lean toward one of their wings more heavily, heavily and can adapt similar behaviors to that number. But we can dip into characteristics from both wings. We also have a number that we go to in stress and a number that we go to in security. And this means that we adopt similar behaviors to those numbers based on our felt environment and mood. Um, the numbers are also organized into three triads. The first is the heart or feelings triad, and this includes numbers two, three, and four. These numbers are motivated by emotions or feelings. The second is the head or thinking triad. This includes numbers five, six, and seven. These numbers are motivated by rational thinking, much like their name. The final triad is the gut or instinct numbers. These are eight, nine, and one. We are motivated by our gut reactions or gut feelings to things. My guest next week is a big Enneagram master, and she will give us a bit more info on the history and deeper meaning of it. So we will definitely just dive down that rabbit hole a little bit, but I just want to give you the basic tools to listen with. In addition to my expert interviews that are sprinkled throughout the season, I will be interviewing a different past guest of the show from each number. And in those episodes, we will be going more in depth on these types and how the types relate to their adoption journeys. But I want to give you a brief overview now. So first up is the one and this is near and dear to me because I am sure that you are familiar if you have been a long-term listener, but I am a one. Ones are called the reformers or the perfectionists. Our innermost desire is to be good, to be ethical, and to have integrity. We are often seen as rational, self-controlled, and disciplined. 
Twos are called the helpers. Their innermost desire is to be loved, appreciated, and wanted. They are often seen as caring, people-pleasing, and generous. Threes are the performers or the achievers. Their basic desire is to excel, to win, and to be seen as capable. They are often looked at as being adaptive, pragmatic, and driven. Fours are called the individualists or the romantics. Their basic desire is to be genuine and to hold significance. They are often seen as emotional, temperamental, and fully and uniquely themselves. Fives are called the investigators. They strive to be competent and capable and to always be prepared. They are often seen as being intelligent, introverted, and innovative. Sixes are called the loyalists. They are motivated by fear and preparedness and the desire to have security. They are often seen as anxious, suspicious, engaging, and you guessed it, loyal. Sevens are called the enthusiasts, and for good reason. Their innermost desire is to be satisfied, content, and joyful, and they are viewed as the scattered, busy, and spontaneous type. Eights are called the challengers. Their basic desire is to be in control and to determine their own path. They are seen as confrontational, decisive, and self-confident. Lastly, the nines are the peacemakers. They are driven by the desire to have inner stability and peace of mind, and they are often seen as receptive, complacent, and agreeable. I will, of course, be going more in depth on each number type in um, in each number's episode. But until then, I want to encourage all of you to find your own number if you haven't already. To do so, you can take a test, but there are a few things you should know first. First of all, Know that even the good tests are only about 80% accurate. Your Enneagram number is personal to you and a test will always be limited. So sure, take a test, but then go read up and do your research and see if your result is accurate. Only you get to decide that. Secondly, know that if you answer the test questions based on your current life status and not your innermost lifelong motivations, your results will definitely be skewed. For instance, if you're a college student and you answer based on a carefree, low responsibility lifestyle, you'll probably test as a seven, the enthusiast, but more likely you are a mom caught in the throes of constantly doing everything for everyone else. And you may test as a two, the helper. I see more two mistypes than any other because of my stage in life and because of the people I talk to you guys. So make sure that you are thinking about your deepest motivations and not your current life status. And I will of course provide links to the best free tests in the show notes at the adoptive mom but know that the best way to determine your number is by reading about it or hearing about it. So I will also include links to books and podcasts that better explain the types. Okay. So why does all of this matter to you an adoptive mom? Let me explain. We will take we will talk all the time on the show about how we all need counseling and support while we do hard things. But if you don't, if we don't know ourselves and how we tick and what our needs are and what motivates us to do the things we do, then it's very hard to relate to other people, whether that be our kids, our spouse, and so on. So when we study ourselves and become more self-aware, it helps us to look at the world around us through more empathetic and patient and loving eyes. So take our relationships with our adopted kids, for instance, when we are in stress, which as adoptive moms, let's just face it, it's all the time. We go to our stress number and we behave accordingly and our kids do the same thing. So knowing how we react in stress and then eventually how our kids react in stress helps us to understand them better and our relationship better and have a more holistic view of parenting. The same applies to our spouse, to other adoptive moms, uh, as me and Whitney just talked about, to our support systems and more. Imagine being able to explain to your support system how best to love you. And that's actually the entire topic of one of my expert interviews down the road. 
So throughout the season, we're going to be speaking to, like I said, various Enneagram experts and covering an overview of topics like what makes us the woman for the job based on our numbers? How can we utilize our stress numbers for healing? How do my kids' numbers and their potential trauma play into our relationship? And more. So buckle up, guys. It's going to be awesome. And that is going to do it for this very first episode of season seven of the Adoptive Mom podcast. Don't forget to get plugged into everything going on with the show and the Adoptive Mom community at theadoptivemompodcast.com. And until next week, you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Adoptive Mom podcast. I hope you found encouragement here. I need you to know that you are enough and you're doing a great job. We are all in this together and I am over here cheering you on. Don't forget to check out show notes for this episode and other resources at theadoptivemompodcast.com. Thanks for joining us.